Hello, stars. Welcome back to the Star 47 podcast, bringing you new age spirituality from a modern urban perspective. This is your host, G, bringing you episode seven, the animated adventures of the soul. Now, this will be a very complex uh, informational discussion. All right. So you definitely got to put on your thinking cap and be open to receive new downloads of information. Whenever you are studying something or introducing yourself to a new experience, I believe it's very important to take what resonates with you. So what feels right to your intuition and disregard the rest. You're going to do that naturally anyway, which really is the the remarkable part of it. But don't think as if uh, what I'm about to say to you is etched in stone if you don't have the ability to grasp it or to understand it in your own way. Because the true revelation will be to have your own understanding of these concepts and to see where the information fits into your own life. Because although I'm going to give you a lot of backstory and a lot of personal uh, testimony, it will be in a way that can be generalized. All right. Some of this information will be general no matter who you are or where you are on the planet. So let's get into it. The soul. So what what is the soul? Now, you should do your own research on this topic, but my own understanding of the soul is that it is a infinite source or the 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 energy that existed before our creation, right? And from that, we gain a small piece of it, right? Or our spirit, right, would be like a smaller piece of this soul energy. And that is what gives us life, our experiences, um, our personality, right? Our, um, basically our overall form as a human in a material existence. So I'm going to go ahead and put myself on front street for a second. I am only 24 years old, born in 1995. Good year especially for hip-hop music, which I also love. Now, I can honestly tell you that I can remember moments from my childhood that I'm sure my parents don't even know about. And I'm not going to go into detail about that here. That's not the focus of this discussion. However, I can recall a great deal of memory and events in my memory from my childhood 
that if I didn't know any better, I would interpret as a dream. But you know how you listen to stories from your parents and they'll tell you some things you did when you were younger. It wasn't like they told me and it's like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Like I already could remember that. (laughs) But I don't say anything because. A, they probably wouldn't believe me in the first place. And B, it's a little spooky, a little creepy. Especially if your parents aren't um, aware of uh, certain deeper levels of information. As, you know, some families or some of you may deal with. So, what does this mean? Why would it be... uh, possible one or even necessary to remember certain events from my childhood or certain experiences that I believe contributed to my overall um, upbringing and configuration as this human being that I call G, which is my nickname, by the way, not going to tell you my real name. Anyway, I can honestly tell you that ever since I was born for or at least as long as enough, uh, as far back as I can remember that I could be aware of my own thoughts and my words. I can honestly tell you I have always been curious as to what this life is. And everyone has this question. What is life? What is this place that we are in called Earth? Where is Earth? Why is Earth important? Why are we here going through this experience of humanity? Why do we cry when we are babies and even cry? When we are adults. Why do you. Stub your toe. Burn your hand on the stove. As a baby. And stub your toe. And burn your hand. On the stove. As an adult. What is this process. Supposed to be teaching us. Why is it necessary. That pretty much most of the people on the planet, even if you're well off, in some form or way, you're going to struggle. You're going to have to fight for your survival. You're going to have to feel inadequate. You're going to have to feel anger. You're going to have to feel love. You're going to feel sadness. You're going to feel fear. No matter who you are, you can deny these things. But denial is also an emotion or it's a belief system. I want you to understand something. And this is uh, from a book called The Biology of Belief 
by Bruce H. Lipton, like the T Lipton. And he's a PhD. He has a PhD. So he's a doctor. Um, in this book, uh, which talks about the biology of belief and how our beliefs and our, the way that we think actually shapes our biology. He says a very important statement and that disbelief is a form of belief. <laughs> okay. So that means if you don't believe in magic, that is a belief. But we know our beliefs and the way that we think help to dictate our reality and the experience that we have, the type of people that we attract, the type of situations that we attract into our lives, right? So if you are a skeptic about magic and about the occult, that means it takes the exact same amount of energy or effort to not believe in it than it does to believe in it. And, and we know that all is mine. The universe is mental. That's one of the seven laws of our universe. Go listen to episode five, the seven laws of our infinite universe to get a detailed breakdown of each of these principles, right? These ancient laws. Okay. That our ancestors laid down for us thousands of years ago. So that means if you disbelieve in something or you don't believe in it, you're creating the reality that is absent of whatever it is you claim not to be true. So if I am a person who says Jesus is not real and that is my belief, then my entire reality will be opposite of Jesus, right? So there won't be these supernatural occurrences. There won't be any magic in my life. There won't be any spiritual intervention, right? Because I believe that it's not true. So my mind, my subconscious makes that real. It gives me what I'm asking for. Hopefully that makes sense. On the flip side, if I do believe Jesus is real, then I can give you testimony about where I may think um, if I was in a car accident, then and I uh, was almost killed, but I survived. I will credit that survival to this invisible being. Now, Jesus didn't come down from a cloud and say, hey, man, I just saved your ass. But that person believes with their entire being that it was this. This invisible force or this this entity. Think about it for a second. You're even skeptics are giving more credit to the science that we're talking about at the Star 47 podcast. So whenever someone says, well, I don't believe in that, that's not true. I go, exactly. Thank you. You're only proving my point that the mind is all and the universe is mental. So your choice of choosing to not believe in something 
creates that reality for you. The reality of disbelief. Because disbelief is a form of belief. You have to believe in whatever it is you're saying is not real. You believe that. Therefore, you do have a belief. Even if you are said atheist with no beliefs or even an agnostic, which are probably the most confused people on the planet. Anyway, I digress. So, I can honestly say that I was always curious about my humanity. So much so, I remember, and sometimes it still happens, not as much anymore because I have, I know, I know some of the sciences and the secrets, some of which I'm going to share with you all today. I know now that whatever it is I am definitely is an illusion. It definitely isn't real. It definitely will be gone one day. I used to stare at my hands. I used to pull on my skin and say, what is this? What is this body like? What I'm, I felt trapped in something. I felt restricted. I felt slow. I felt sluggish. This is as a kid, a young kid. I'm going to say maybe seven or eight kindergarten age. I used to look at my hands and say, what is this body? I used to look in the sky and say, where am I? What is a star? What is the sky? What is its purpose? Is it just something cool to look at? Right? Simple questions, but they can be answered in a multitude of ways. Scientifically, right? Physically and spiritually. And as I began to grow older and my father introduced me into certain um, occult information, metaphysical information, I began to seek these answers and I began to find the answers, right? Seeking ye shall find. I was reminded, right, in a future time. So, for, so from the perspective of me being older, I was reminded of this past life of me as a child, of me wondering, right, this childlike wonder. Where am I? What am I going to be? Really think about this for a second as a child, how scary it is to grow up in, especially in America, where you're pretty much told that you got to go to college and get a job and raise a family. And that's pretty much that. And then you die and hopefully your grandkids remember you so you can live on as a picture on their wall. Right. That's very exciting. If you ask me, <laughs> that's sarcasm, by the way. However, I always felt as though there was something more, something that I was missing. There was a key that needed to be found. And it was as if everything within me, no matter what could happen or would happen, 
I would always search for these keys or this key, right? Until it unlocked the doors that were once closed to me. So, in spirituality and a lot of religious systems, there is the concept of reincarnation. Now, most of them, they will tell you that upon a soul's or a spirit, um, the a lot of times the terms are used interchangeably, but to keep it general, the soul is more connected to the source and the spirit is spirit or espiritus is uh latin or comes from the latin word which means breath right so our breathing and if you remember god who spoke life into existence using words the word of god just like how you can speak things into existence and you probably have most people can at least tell me one time where they said something and it actually came true wish fulfillment right a miracle just like Jesus used to perform and he breathe he he would breathe this life into the dust or or the dirt and create man and woman so he used energy right from there was energy taken from this source and cast down into earth or into a lower vibration in order to be raised up or to stand upright and become something new become man right to become evolved <coughs> so It's often said, however, when this energy would reincarnate or come back into a physical form, that all of the thoughts and the feelings and the experiences and the emotions would not disappear, but be retained within the spirit or the energy capsule of that being or of that particular form. Right. Which was created for a specific purpose, a destiny, a goal, a path, a life. OK. But if you die and come back, you forget all of the information and experience experiences from the last lifetime. Which would make sense because you're a whole different being. You're, you're something new. So it wouldn't make sense to carry or to retain uh, certain pieces of that old part of you if you're going to be evolved. However, the process is still the same for each and every one of the spirits that would reincarnate, right? Or that will reincarnate and can reincarnate. So, remember, dealing with the seven laws, like and unlike is the same, and the law of cause and effect. 
There are no coincidences. I spoke in a previous episode about the spiritual channel that I got during the solar eclipse that the word coincidence is actually a mispronunciation because coincidence comes from uh, the word coincide. So it's actually a coincidence because two things that coincide are two unalike events in nature. Two things that seem unalike that actually have a connection. So there are no coincidences. And the law from the ancient world tells us this exact science. Right? So if every cause has an effect and there are no chances, that would mean that me being able to speak to you now about reincarnation and retain the information or relearn the information, I would say relearn the information or to retain the, the inspiration to learn it. So what is it that was driving me to learn this information in the first place? Where did that energy come from? How it just sits in the back of your mind. Ah, oh, man, I want to, I want to learn this. I wonder where I come from. I wonder what this means. What is that voice? What is that force that's pushing you, that's nudging you in a certain direction? The ability to retain that which comes from the source, which comes from the soul. Now, the soul, right, is also connected to the sun. So it's no coincidence that my parents, when they made me a boy, G, they had a sun, which is a star. And scientists, to this day, Neil deGrasse Tyson, in his book, uh, I can't remember the name of the book, you just have to Google it, just use Google, right? This is your modern search engine. You don't even have to go to the library anymore to buy books. You can just hop on Amazon. It's so convenient to have knowledge at your fingertips. There's no excuse for ignorance. In that book, and in multiple scientific books, they will explain to you how the human body is actually made up of stardust. Star47brand.com. You need to go there. You need to read the blogs. Listen to the podcast. Make this information repetitious in your life. Reprogram your mind. This information can be retained and the technology which allows us to receive the information comes from an older source known as our soul. So the soul, which is light, S-O-L, it deals with energy, right, creation, um, Bringing things forth from the darkness. Because only from darkness can you get light. And we'll do another podcast about darkness. Our focus today is the soul. However, this soul. It's energy never dies. And we learned this in school, right? Energy never dies. It's only recycled through a system. 
or through a process where it goes from the highest, most refined level of uh, its existence to a lower form in earth as rain or as water or as rocks and minerals, right? Our skin, our fingernails versus our ideas. So it's the tangible versus the intangible. So your thoughts right now, your imagination, I want you to um, visualize your astral body. So your spirit double. So a, a complete copy of yourself. See yourself as something separate from you. Visualize an extra you in the room standing in front of you, looking back at you. Make that vision, that visualization as real as possible. You want it to feel so real that you think you're literally standing in front of yourself. That thought form is not tangible. You can't necessarily reach out and touch it. You can't phys physically, your, your hand can't reach out and touch it, that thought. You can you can't physically hear it. However, in the mind, right now to yourself, in your mind, I want you to look at your astral body, your spirit double in front of you and say your own name back to yourself. You can hear that voice, can't you? So although there are there is no physical sound, there is this interpreted sound, this imaginated, this imagination, right? allows us to experience these five senses only in the mind. The all is mind universe is mental. You got to drill that into your head. So from that, that form, which is essentially nothing, right? It's not there. There's nothing there, but you can see it. <laughs> okay. You follow me? <coughs> so. From that, you get the physical you, the actual concrete material third dimensional form of you. Right. The, the part of you that can move matter. So whenever you pick up an object. Right. So if there's a cup in front of you, there's matter in front of you, you can use your matter or other matter. And with a thought, you can lift this cup and move it around within space. You make the cup levitate like magic. The, the problem is we don't think of these things as being special and spectacular because it's so normal or it's supernatural. You get it? It's a lot more simple than we make it seem. So. Coming down into this uh, this body uh, that we call human, you will bring with you the information or the energy uh, that existed in the mind of yourself before you created this version of you. To experience whatever energy stream you've you've attached yourself to or you've chosen to 
go through the pathway or the destiny, which is the destination, right? Um, uh, of our, you know, our lives essentially. So for example, G plays violin. I do martial arts. I ride a skateboard. So these energetic pathways, right? These outlets creatively, they represent something on a cosmic spiritual level. For example, martial arts, the word martial comes from the word Mars, the planet Mars or the war planet. So it's no coincidence. Remember, there's cause and effect that martial arts would be connected to the planet Mars, the red planet or the root chakra. When you're dealing with the root chakra, you're dealing with humanity, the base of your spine, the lower back, right? Your hips, which where you throw a punch, you throw it from the hip. So all of these symbolic um, codes and information can be gained through the understanding of the energy that you're looking at or you're dealing with. Okay. So our likes and our interests are like an expression of this soul force. And it's going to be unique to you because you're, you are a, a small piece of an infinite puzzle. So all of the little uh, things that came together in your life to make you how you are and who you are happen for a reason. <coughs> so let me give you a little bit more backstory so you can hopefully get a clear picture. In my life, um, I'm a Libra in this lifetime, right? I'm a Libra. And the Libra is representative of the scale. Now, the scale hold, in, in Egyptian mythology, they hold the heart and the feather. Remember, the heart is the fourth chakra. The, seventh, uh, the, the feather is the seventh chakra, which is 47. And here I am speaking to you about star 47 on star47brand.com on the star 47 podcast. Now, four plus seven equals 11. Both of my parents were born in the 11th month of the year. They're both Scorpios. Now let's take it a step further. In astrology and astronomy, there's a difference. Astronomy is the study of the stars. Astrology is the study of the stars and constellations and how it relates to us in our human body on Earth. So in astronomy, the scorpion's claws or the Libra, right, where it sits in space in the Milky Way in our galaxy and all that jazz. I'm trying to make it simple. I know I I study science very deeply. Right. So I, I use a lot of terminology. But for those of you who are, aren't aware of those type of things, I want to make it as simple as possible so I don't talk over your head. So in astronomy. The Libra zodiac or that constellation the the constellation of libra exists in the stars so there's a map of the shit in the air you can look up and see it and you can see all the zodiac you just you could just look this up for yourself and most of them are animals which will 
talk about in a second how it deals with being animated, right? Animated, deal with anima or the animal aspect of ourselves, the instinctual part of ourselves, the reptilian portion of our brainstem, okay? So this Libra uh, constellation in Arabic, my name is Arabic, okay? I'm not going to tell you my name, but it's Arabic and it means safe. My full name is Arabic and it means safe. The two points of the scale where you can see them in the sky, they're called the scorpion's claws. And my uh, both of my parents are Scorpios. And ironically, they're born two days apart, one on the second, one on the fourth. Remember, there are no coincidences. There's only cause and effect. Okay. Let's keep going here. So. My. Uh, Zodiac also. There is a star. That is connected with the Zodiac. And it's called. Safe or Saif, which is literally what my name means. Okay. So it's evident that I am this cosmic expression of something that was here before there was a, a G as your host on Star 47 podcast. So what I am existed before creation, before there was an physical earth. And perhaps even the constellation of Zodiac and Aries and Leo and Scorpio and all that, right? Because remember, one star dies, if a star explodes and creates a supernova, that energy spreads out that plasma. Remember, your blood also has plasma, okay? Remember, you're made of stardust. I need you to understand this. Is This is metaphysical science, right? These things are connections, that we draw in life. So another um, principle or law, excuse me, another law of the universe is as above, so below. Like and unlike is the same. So that means the stars and the heavens and the planets and the solar system above you are the exact same as what is within you. As within, so without, okay? Because in your mind, you can visualize the moon. In your mind, you can visualize Mars. And you probably did when I said it. You can see yourself flying through space. Right? So all of these things um, are true within the mind. And all is mind. Universe is mental. So. As you can see, uh, there is a bit more going on than just two people come together and an accident happens and whoops, here you are. And now you here struggling and, you know, and, and, <laughs> and God knows what else. Right. So you have to begin to seek revelations and understanding for yourself and see what uh, information, you know, presents itself to you. Now, let's go on and 
hopefully go a little further. <coughs> now, um, in my life, um, I have a lot of hobbies and interests, but my biggest interest is this occult knowledge, right? I can't seem to find anything that interests me more than studying this information and these subjects here. Now, uh, doing some research on my own, and you can get your own astrological chart or numeral, and it gives you the numerology, so the numbers, right, that connect to, you know, these uh, zodiac influences on your life, right? My, my soul urge number or my soul number is seven. Now, um, I'm pretty sure I talked about the power of the number seven, how there are seven seas on our planet. There's seven days of the week. There are seven continents. There are seven wonders of the world. There are seven chakras on the human body. There are seven colors in the rainbow. In music, you have an octave, which is the number eight or infinity. So beyond this existence of time time is an illusion anyway but um there are seven notes because the first note <laughs> and the eighth note are the same just different in degree it's a higher pitch of the same note because like and unlike is the same i need you to understand this it's scientific it's not made up our ancestors understood these sciences a long time ago, obviously. I mean, why else would they build pyramids and giant statues? For fun? For entertainment? Or because they got results? Because they were learning something advanced and beyond what we could fathom, right? In our normal, everyday reality and uh, circumstance, right? So, something to think about. Now, when I was in college, my uh, dog, my one of the first dog that I had in life, her name was Protector. You know, and naturally, a dog is a protector, right? So um, that was just what the name we came up with. And it was a great name for it. We called her Pro for short. Now, when I was in college, she ended up passing away. Uh, and my father called me and told me about it and everything. And I had this dream and I saw three dogs because we had two dogs. One of them we have for a short amount of time. Her name was Defender, right? So there was Protector and Defender, but Defender we ended up giving away after a short amount of time. So in the dream, I saw three dogs. Now, my dog, mind you, she, um, as she got older, she lost, you know, the use of her legs and stuff like that. So um, she couldn't really walk very well. Now, in the dream, I saw a dog with one leg. So remember, the mind is symbolism, right? All is my universe is mental, but the mind, especially the subconscious, works on symbolism. All right. We think in images and these symbols and these scenarios, basically like a movie, like a movie script. Right. 
and I saw this dog with one leg and there was another dog by the fence. So I automatically knew that I was protector and defender. However, there was this third dog in the doorway or the gateway of my old house. Right. Old dog, old house. We didn't live in the house anymore. So the house was presumably dead, just like my dog was. And there was a puppy. The third dog was just a puppy. Now, I already know that the dream world is the underworld or the spirit world, the astral world. Just pretty much different names for the same thing. Or Right. So uh, about a week later, my dad calls me and he says that he got a new dog. And the new dog's name was Anubis. Now, if you study Egyptian mythology, Anubis is the god of the underworld. Anubis guides the soul through the uh, judgment, right? The scene of judgment. And now let's get this. Let's get this. We're going to go a little deeper now. Anubis holds the scale. The 47 scale. So Anubis weighs your heart against a feather. Now, if your heart is not light as a feather, you get you you die and you have to reincarnate and come back and try again, basically, because you are able to let go of this attachment to humanity and um, the things that you thought were real, even though there weren't they weren't because what does it really mean if you're dead anyway? Right. So if you rob somebody and then you die, what did it really mean? They can't take you to jail. They can't further prosecute you. So what does it really matter? That doesn't mean go rob people, but it's a principle that we're trying to understand, right? Spiritually. So I'm a Libra, as I just explained. And my dog, Anubis, my new dog, my new puppy, right? That God, that energy holds the scale of Libra. Or as a protector of Libra. You get it? (laughs) Okay. She's a Rottweiler, by the way. Now, in in Kemet, in Egypt, uh, the Book of the Dead is also called the Papyrus of Ani. My mother's name is Annie. And it's the adventure, right? Of of this, you know, this hero or this character, this person in his life, his trial as he goes through humanity and he dies and he goes through the underworld and all this. You know, you can read it for yourself. We'll talk about it in a later podcast. I'm just giving you general information. This is all dealing with the soul right now. So. My father's name is Harub or Heru. Which is. Um the hero right or the christ character right this figure so here i have the mother and the father or the masculine and the feminine right there the trinity is mother father son or star right we're all stars but you 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 gotta understand two stars right would obviously make another star okay and this just energy being recycled over and over and over again However, my ability to understand where I am in this reality 
and know that the Egyptians were my ancestors. So if they were my ancestors, think about this. If your grandpa has children and then his children have children and then those children have children, they come from the same source. So if your ancestors were gods, which they were, and they have children and then those children have children and blah, 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 blah. That means you still have in you somewhere that piece of that source, right? Of that DNA, that essence, okay? Now, our DNA has a helix pattern or a structure, right? They twist and turn. Now, in, uh, in our solar system, the, the star that gives our sun energy is called Sirius B. But there's also a Sirius A, which is slightly smaller than Sirius B. And uh, every so many years, they have this dance party where they twist and turn and they spiral just like our DNA pattern. Remember, the human body is made of stardust. So it's no coincidence because there is no coincidence in reality. There's only cause and effect, as the law tells us, that our DNA would do this same pattern. And it's the exact same um, uh, pattern that the two serpents make on the spine, right? With the caduces, or if you look, think about the medical symbol with um, on like an ambulance or on the third eye of all of the Egyptian gods and goddesses, they each have this serpent, this cobra. Okay. Or remember the hood and most black people. The word serpent comes from the word Naga, which means which is black or you get the word nigga and most niggas live in the hood. So that's no coincidence, right? That niggas is from the hood and our ancestors had this cobra with a hood on it called a serpent, which is the Naga and they was niggas. Cause and effect, baby. Simple. But this sounds far-fetched and it sounds crazy because you've never been able to put these pieces and these clues together because you're constantly being distracted by Snapchat, Facebook, the internet, your cell phone, you know, whatever the case may be, anything. So, it would make sense that if we knew that each soul, as we reincarnate, forgets the past life, that we would leave a reminder for ourselves to be reminded and look at it and say, oh, I remember that. So when you come back, it's still there. So we etched these things in stone. We built um, civilizations and, and uh, systems right that could retain this information so that you can reclaim it upon your return right now we're not going to talk about escaping the process of reincarnation i'll i'll do a separate podcast on that however it's important to note that what we are is indeed powerful.
what we are is beyond death. It's beyond a physical limitation of reality. Now, another uh, connection with the soul. The third chakra is the solar plexus. It's the center of our being. When you astral travel, they say your silver, your silver cord attaches to your spirit body. So that that spiritual double of you from the solar plexus or the third chakra. Now, there are seven chakras in total. Right. So there's a lower three. And an upper three. So the low three mean the root, the sacral chakra or your stomach and the solar plexus, the middle point is the heart chakra, the number four, and then the upper three chakras, right, which would be the throat chakra, the the third eye chakra, and then the crown chakra. So three plus three is six, right? There are also 33 vertebrae in the human spine. Okay, 33 vertebrae. Leading up from the base, the base of your spine looks like an alligator head or and it has a coil just like a serpent's tail. You literally are the reptilian. You are the Anunnaki. There aren't any creatures coming back to do anything. Right. You are the symbolic representation of that energy of a serpent, of the Naga, right? Now, um, when you take the number seven, 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 multiplied by three, seven plus seven plus seven is 21. Two plus one equals three. So there's also a, a connection to the numbers in our reality, as opposed to the symbols also. They all go together. Everything is connected. Like and unlike is the same. Remember, that's part of the law. Now, in America, when you turn 21, that's when they officially consider you an adult. You can buy alcohol and you can uh, do a lot more, right? Uh, once you turn this magical 21 number. But 777 is also the number they use in casinos, right? For luck, wealth, and prosperity because the number seven represents God, essentially. Now, remember, we talked about Anubis. And there are no coincidences. The star behind our sun called Sirius B is called the dog star. And the word dog is God spelled backwards. Uh-oh. So if the energy from the dog star or the God star is being filtered down from our sun and into you, into your melanin, and you absorb that information, that means every day you walk in the sunlight or every day you really just exist, you're expressing God energy. Wow. Okay. Another thing to understand is that Time is an illusion. So there is no past. There is no future. There's only now. 
because the past right now, whatever happened to you like years ago, it exists in your memory, right? You can only think of it as a thought. It's not physically happening, right? It's not actually happening. But where's the future? Okay, think about it. The future is also in the mind. All is mind, universe is mental. Your ancestors understood these things and they passed them down for a chosen uh, select few of people who are open enough to grasp the concepts could be able to remind themselves of who they once were as these gods, as these immortal souls. So most of the gods and goddesses in uh, mythology, they often have animal heads, right? Their heads are attached to animals. Now, obviously, there wasn't people with dog heads and uh, snake heads walking around. You'd be a fool to fall for such a, a silly misunderstanding. But what it is, it's a symbolic message. Because remember, there is a animal instinctual aspect of our minds. The part of us that is unconscious, the part of us that just reacts. So if I push you and you punch me, I got a reaction out of you. But if I push you and you go, hey, man, we can work this out. That shows me you have control. You have control over this animal instinct, this animal function, this fight or flight instinct that's been that's programmed into you no matter who you are on the planet. Right. You have a higher being, um, a higher mind versus a lower animal mind. The animal mind animates us. So you don't have to think to breathe. You don't think about blinking, uh, things like that. Right. You don't have to think to, you know, walk and go get you something to eat when you're hungry. You go get something to eat. Right. That's just part of the natural process that keeps our energy levels up to experience you know this uh this world right of sensual or sensory stimulation okay so uh you know most of us have you know experiences of deja vu where you're like man this has happened before right and remember light in science light is not restricted by gravity or time Light in a black hole, once it tra once light travels through a black hole, it comes out on the other side as this pure energy, right? It can become these new stars and solar systems and cosmos, right? However, in your mind, gravity doesn't exist. You can fly in your mind. You can see yourself as a baby or you can see yourself as an old man. Because time is an illusion. All is mind. Universe is mental. And eventually you will be in a place where you would actually experience these thoughts that already existed in a place where time doesn't. Okay. So our life and the things that happen to us, right? The funny moments, the sad moments, the angry moments. We are like living in an animated movie, an adventure, 
that you get to embark on and you get to play out these cosmic events. So this energy of Mars doing martial arts, you're if I by practicing martial arts, I'm expressing the cosmic energy of Mars or whatever energy it took to create and solidify that um, that place or that stream or that vibration of a warlike energy or planet. Okay, so I'm living that out. I'm living and expressing that force. I am the force. I am God. God, I am. So, this is just a an eye opener, right? A mind opener. This is a very complex concept. It can't really be done in one podcast. So, probably do another part. But I want you to begin to think about these processes, especially the process of uh, your own life and where it is you are right now. Look at where you are right now. Really ask yourself, am I looking for something that I shouldn't be, or am I not appreciating what's around me? I can honestly say that where I am right now in my life is exactly where I want to be. And it's exactly where I'm pretty sure I was always going to end up. And from this day forward, wherever I, wherever I end up, I'll know no matter what happens that whatever I choose to do or whatever destination and pathway that I walk is divine and it is a necessary process for my evolution for this cosmic expression in the universe. I'm, I'm living and I'm, uh, controlling my peace of this infinite structure or this infinite uh, realm we call the soul, the source. So take the time to study, get you some books and check out the podcast. This is episode seven. So go and look at some of the old episodes if you have uh, more questions or you are thirsty for more information. All right. Right now it's 9.47 p.m. <laughs> Go to star47brand.com. Follow our podcast. New Age Spirituality from a Modern Urban Perspective. This is your host, G. And I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. The Animated Adventures of the Soul. Till next time. Have a good day out there. Peace.